0: Hello, and welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Uh, Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan, and is led by Pastor Daniel White. Uh, Today we're going to be joining Pastor White as he continues his series on the family. So let's get out our Bibles and get ready to join Pastor White as he teaches us about God's plan for home and the family. 1 Peter chapter
1: 2. We're going to come back to Job here in just a moment or two and look at the trials that Job faced in his life. But I've entitled the message this morning, An ungrateful and complaining person is a pain to be around. How many of you would agree? An ungrateful and complaining person is a pain to be around. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 19, "'For this is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endure grief.'" Sometimes we just have to endure grief in this world. We endure grief, <clears throat> suffering wrongfully. A lot of false accusations can come our way. We can suffer for things that we never had anything whatsoever to do with. We're like the innocent party, but we're suffering. Verse 20, "'For what glory is it that when ye are buffeted for your faults ye take it patiently? But if when ye do well and suffer for it ye take it patiently,' this is acceptable with God. For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps. Who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. WHO WHEN HE WAS REVILED, REVILED NOT AGAIN. WHEN HE SUFFERED, HE THREATENED NOT, BUT COMMITTED HIMSELF, HERE'S THE KEY, COMMITTED HIMSELF TO HIM THAT JUDGES RIGHTEOUSLY. THERE WAS NO COMPLAINING ON THE PART OF THE LORD JESUS WHEN HE ENDURED HIS SUFFERINGS. LET'S GO NOW TO ISAIAH, CHAPTER 53. AND WE'LL LOOK JUST AT VERSE 7 prophecy that foretold the death of our Lord and his resurrection. Isaiah 53 verse 7. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not what? His mouth. He didn't say a word. He was brought as a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shears is dumb, and it says it again so he opened not his mouth. Not a word, not a word of complaint, despite the sufferings that our Lord went through. Now take your Bible and turn to the book of Philippians, Philippians chapter 2. Verse 12, Philippians 2.12, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God which worketh in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So is God always actively involved in our lives? Is God sovereign and control over all things? Amen. Are there things that God permits or allows to happen in our lives that we may not understand for the moment? Amen. Do we ever go through periods of suffering, yes. affliction, yes. trials, yes. tests? Yes. yes, yes, yes. This is the life that we live. Just because you have come to know the Lord as your personal Savior, you are still going to go through these trials of life. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. And so verse 14 follows, do all things, pretty inclusive, right? Do all things without, what church? Murmuring "Murmuring AND DISPUTINGS. DISPUTINGS MEANS GRUMBLING. HOW MANY OF YOU HAVE A TENDENCY TO MURMUR AND TO GRUMBLE WHEN THINGS DON'T GO QUITE YOUR WAY? YOU KNOW WHY I'M PREACHING THIS MESSAGE THIS MORNING? BECAUSE I NEED IT. You may not need this message this morning. You may have overcome all of this. And you may be walking in victory today. And when things go bad in your life, you may not murmur and grumble and complain about it. But I've kind of, and you know what? I'm not a complaining person. Most of you have been with me for many, many years. And you know, I don't complain about a lot of things. But I do murmur. THERE'S A DIFFERENCE BETWEEN OUTWARD COMPLAINING AND INWARD MURMURING THAT NO ONE ELSE HEARS BUT YOU AND GOD. (laughs) DO ALL THINGS WITHOUT ANY INWARD MURMURING OR DISPUTING OUTWARD GRUMBLING THAT YE MAY BE BLAMELESS AND HARMLESS, THE SONS OF GOD, WITHOUT REBUKE IN THE MIDST OF A CROOKED AND PERVERSE NATION among whom ye shine as lights in the world. We cannot shine as lights in this perverse nation in which we live if we're always complaining and grumbling about things. Yes or no? That's not what Christians should be doing. We looked at a verse this morning in our Sunday school class that the things that were written beforehand were written for our learning. We have quite a history of the nation of Israel recorded for us in the Old Testament. And one of the sins that God came down the hardest upon was their sin of murmuring and complaining. For example, Numbers chapter 11, and when the people complained, IT DISPLEASED THE LORD. SO EVERY TIME WE COMPLAIN AND GRUMBLE AND MURMUR ABOUT SOMETHING THAT WE PARTICULARLY DON'T LIKE THAT'S GOING ON IN OUR LIVES, GOD DOESN'T WHAT? HELLO, ARE YOU GUYS HERE TODAY? GOD DOESN'T LIKE IT. (laughs) AND WHEN THE PEOPLE COMPLAINED, IT DISPLEASED THE LORD, AND THE LORD HEARD IT. HE HEARS OUR COMPLAINTS. And the Lord heard it and his anger was kindled and the fire of the Lord burnt among them. I'm so glad we're under the dispensation of the grace of God or we'd all be on fire. The fire of the Lord burnt among them and consumed them that were in the uttermost parts of the camp. That was a good idea to be in the interior right then. AND THE PEOPLE CRIED UNTO MOSES, AND MOSES PRAYED UNTO THE LORD, AND THE FIRE WAS QUENCHED. NOW LOOK UP HERE. HOW MANY OF YOU WOULD GET THE IDEA, AFTER SOMETHING LIKE THAT HAPPENED, THAT YOU SHOULDN'T BE GOING AROUND MURMURING AND COMPLAINING ABOUT THINGS? IT'S PRETTY SEVERE JUDGEMENT. BUT NOW WE COME TO CHAPTER 14, AND ALL THE congregation. NOT JUST THOSE IN THE OUTSKIRTS. BUT NOW ALL THE CONGREGATION LIFTED UP THEIR VOICE AND CRIED, AND THE PEOPLE WEPT THAT NIGHT, AND ALL THE CHILDREN OF ISRAEL murmured AGAINST MOSES AND AGAINST AARON, AND THE WHOLE CONGREGATION SAID UNTO THEM, WOULD TO GOD THAT WE HAD DIED IN THE LAND OF EGYPT, OR WOULD GOD THAT WE HAD DIED IN THE WILDERNESS, LET'S GO BACK WHERE THERE'S THE ONIONS AND THE GARLICS AND THE leeks AND THE MELONS. SO WHAT WERE THEY COMPLAINING ABOUT? THEY WERE COMPLAINING ABOUT WHAT THEY HAD TO EAT. NOW, FOR THOSE OF YOU WHO ARE IN SUNDAY SCHOOL, FORGIVE ME FOR REPEATING MYSELF. BUT WE COMPLAIN ABOUT HAVING TO EAT LEFTOVERS. We complain about having to eat the same thing maybe once or twice a day. Could you imagine for 40 years having only manna and quail and water to drink? I think we'd be complaining too, don't you? How many of you would have been complaining about that? I don't complain a whole lot about my food, as you can tell. I, uh, I like just about anything, I'll eat just about anything. I was raised that way, my, my mom, and she didn't let me be fussy. If, if I didn't like it, I went without. So I learned to eat about anything she put in front of me, except lima beans. They ought to be outlawed. <laughs> For whatever reason, my dad loved buttered lima beans. I didn't expect to get an amen out of that. (laughs) But every time we had lima beans, my mom would put three lima beans on my plate. And I remember as a kid holding my nose. And she wouldn't give me anything else to eat until I ate those lima beans. No, I think we'd be right there complaining. But this got so severe it says, but all the congregation made stone them with stones. I've had a lot of people get very upset with me over the years, but I've never had anyone say, let's stone the preacher. (laughs) Now you may have thought that, But no one has said that out loud. And the Lord said unto Moses, How long will this people provoke me? And how long will it err that they believe me? For all the signs which I showed among them, I will smite them with pestilence, I will disinherit them, I will make of thee a greater nation and mightier than they. And Moses does what? He prays again for the people. Now, I don't know if you got a coup going here at Fellowship Baptist Church and you decided one Sunday morning you were all going to come in with stones and stone the preacher, I am not praying for you. (laughs) Moses says, pardon, I beseech thee the iniquity of this people. According to the greatness of thy mercy. And as thou hast forgiven this people from Egypt, even unto now, and the Lord said, Okay, Moses, I will pardon the people according to thy word. Now, you'd think they've learned their lesson not to murmur and complain. Chapter 21, And the people speak against God and Moses. Look who gets thrown into this now. Who are they complaining about now? God. God's now getting some blame here. It was Moses and Aaron, <clears throat> and now it's God and Moses. And the people spake against God and against Moses Wherefore have ye brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no bread, neither is there any water, and our soul. Uh, LOATHETH THIS LIGHT BREAD. WE HATE THIS STUFF. DAY AND DAY, OUT, MORNING, NOON AND NIGHT, WE HAVE TO EAT THIS MANNA. AND THE LORD SENT FIERY SERPENTS AMONG THE PEOPLE, AND THEY BIT THE PEOPLE, AND MUCH PEOPLE OF ISRAEL DIED. THEREFORE THE PEOPLE CAME TO MOSES AND SAID, WE HAVE SINNED, FOR WE HAVE SPOKEN AGAINST THE LORD AND AGAINST THEE. PRAY UNTO THE LORD THAT HE MAY TAKE AWAY the serpents from us, and Moses prayed for the people." And you know the story of the serpent on the pole and God's deliverance of his people from all their murmuring and their complaining. Do you believe the Lord is long-suffering? He is so long-suffering with us. The Bible says he is long-suffering, he is gracious, and he is full of mercy. But, listen. But his patience does have a limit to it. We know that as we study the Scriptures. When we repeatedly complain about our lot in life, it grieves the Lord, it displeases the Lord, Numbers 11.1. You know why? Because we get our focus off of how good the Lord has been to us. We sing that song, God is what? So good, God is so good, God is so good, He's so good to me. When we sing that song we start reflecting on how good the Lord has been to us. And they're just something that happens when you be really sit down and you think about how good God has been to us and how he has blessed us. That old murmuring, complaining spirit just seems to melt away. The Psalm says this, blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits. WE COULD TAKE THE REST OF THE TIME HERE THIS MORNING, and GIVE SOME TESTIMONIES, HOW THE LORD HAS ABSOLUTELY LOADED US DOWN WITH ALL KINDS OF BENEFITS IN OUR LIVES. SOMEONE GIVE ME A BENEFIT THE LORD HAS LOADED YOU DOWN WITH. COME ON. HEALTH. HOW MANY OF YOU HERE ARE HEALTHY? YEAH, THAT CAME FROM THE LORD. SOMEBODY ELSE. WHAT? CHURCH. Boy, hasn't the Lord loaded us down with a blessing here at Fellowship Baptist Church? Someone else? Family. Family. Some of us are overloaded with uh, (laughs) with that benefit from the Lord. Someone else? Okay, the clothes that we wear. I now have to go into my... I I mentioned about how we've got mold spores back in our house and my wife can't come in our house. I now have to go back through and I have to decontaminate all of our clothing. Do you know how long that's going to take us? You go in and you look at my wife's closet. I'm like, how can you even possibly wear all of this stuff? But then you go in and look at my closet. Do you know how many suits I have? I have twelve suits. You know how many I wear? Three. (laughs) It's not because the other ones don't fit me, it's like I kinda look at them and then Well, hasn't the Lord loaded us down? How many have more than one pair of shoes? How many have more than twenty pairs of shoes? Yeah, I figured that. (laughs) Good grief a living. For 20 pairs of shoes. That's ridiculous. He's loaded us down. There's not a person here today that God has not loaded you down. With all kinds of blessings and benefits. But we get our eyes off of that. YOU KNOW, WHEN WE'RE GOING THROUGH A TRIAL, IT'S JUST LIKE SATAN JUST TAKES US AND SAYS, LOOK AT THE TRIAL. DON'T at ALL THE GOOD THINGS, JUST LOOK AT THIS BAD THING RIGHT HERE. WE GET OBSESSED WITH THE TRIAL THAT WE'RE IN. BLESS THE LORD WHO LOADETH US WITH BENEFITS, EVEN THE GOD OF OUR SALVATION. BLESS THE LORD, O MY SOUL, AND FORGET NOT ALL OF HIS BENEFITS. WHAT SHALL I RENDER UNTO THE LORD? for all his benefits toward me. Our blessings, if we would only stop to evaluate all that the Lord has done for us are always greater than the difficulties that we're facing in life. Often we criticize the Israelite children for their wanderings in the wilderness and their complaining all the time about what they had to eat. But let's really get honest, we complain about things way more minor than that. You can tell it's going to be another one of those really quiet days here at Fellowship. 1 Corinthians 10.10, "'Neither murmur ye, as some of them also murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer,' Paul says." Corinthians don't murmur, stop it. I really believe that this is true as I've studied the Scriptures. There's nothing that grieves the heart of God more than when He hears, remember He heard it, when He hears us murmuring and complaining and having a critical spirit. My kids sang that song about Job. Isn't that an awesome song? The Lord giveth, he taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. That was Job in the first two chapters. But as that trial began to sink in, and and you, you say, for those of you who don't know, you say, what was he going through? Everything you could imagine. HE WAS THE WEALTHIEST MAN IN THE EAST, HE LOST ALL OF HIS WEALTH, ALL OF HIS WEALTH. He, HE HAD TEN CHILDREN. IN ONE DAY A STORM COMES, THE HOUSE COLLAPSES AND ALL TEN OF HIS CHILDREN, SEVEN BOYS AND THREE GIRLS PERISH. HE'S ATTACKED BY THE ENEMY WHO KILLS ALL OF HIS SERVANTS, ALL OF HIS EMPLOYEES, EXCEPT ONE. AND THAT ONE WAS ABLE TO ESCAPE TO COME AND TELL JOB WHAT ALL HAD HAPPENED. HE LOST EVERYTHING, AND THEN ALL OF A SUDDEN, MAYBE OUT OF THE STRESS THAT HE'S EXPERIENCED IN HIS LIFE, HE BREAKS OUT WITH BOILS FROM THE TOP OF HIS HEAD to the sole of his feet. Now, I've never had a boil. I've seen only a few people that have. And the people that I've seen have only had one. One person told me that they had a boil one time, but it was right here, and I didn't want to see it. (laughs) Could you imagine having a boil right there? them to sit down. I'd stand too, yeah. But they're very painful. Has anyone here ever had one? Oh, wow. Don't tell us where you had them. Can you imagine your whole body being blistered with boils? After this began to sink in for a while, Job lost his perspective. <clears throat> I would have too. I can lose my perspective so easily when I go through a very minor trial in my life. I, I, wish, this, I wish I could stand before you today and, and tell you, boy, I've, I've lived this message out in my life and this is how you do it. But the Lord gave me this message because this is what I'm dealing with in my life. Job said in verse 7, or chapter 7 verse 11, Therefore I will not refrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul. Now that doesn't sound like the Job of chapter 1 and chapter 2 who's giving blessing to the Lord and thanking the Lord. and correcting his wife. I'm here to tell you, if you're in a trial for any period of time and it seems to be ongoing and there doesn't seem to be an end to it, Satan, I'm telling you, he, that is that time of weakness when like a roaring lion he walketh around seeking whom he may devour. One of the reasons you all should come to Sunday school class, I had Sunday school class this morning, I shared 25 promises of God to those who are going through trials. YOU OUGHT to HAVE BEEN HERE. I ASK YOU TO WRITE THEM DOWN IN YOUR BIBLE. I APPRECIATE THOSE WHO DID SO YOU CAN GO BACK AND REFRESH YOURSELF WITH THE PROMISES OF GOD. Lamentations 3 VERSE 39 SAYS, WHEREFORE DOTH A MAN COMPLAIN FOR THE PUNISHMENT OF HIS SINS. SOMETIMES WE EVEN COMPLAIN ABOUT OUR SITUATION IN LIFE WHEN WE'VE BROUGHT THE WHOLE THING UPON OURSELVES. It was our sinful behavior that caused the consequences to come and we still complain instead of coming to a place of repentance. What's the difference between complaining and murmuring? One is outward, the other is inward. I do much more murmuring than I do complaining. The truth is, there's really only two people that I ever complain to. One is my wife, and I'm telling you, it does no good to complain to her. You know why? Because she'll throw a Bible verse at me or she'll say, have you prayed about it? So I should learn my lesson. Don't complain to your wife. The other person I complain to occasionally is Alyssa. And she has such a tender heart, listening ear, and I do complain to her once in a while. I'm sorry, honey. But Job, he just blurts it all out now. "'Therefore I will not refrain my mouth. I will speak in the anguish of my spirit. I will complain in the bitterness of my soul when I say my bed shall comfort me. Have you ever been going through a difficult situation? I'm just going to try to sleep this thing through. I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. Hopefully when I wake up it'll all be over with. When I say my bed shall comfort me, my couch shall ease my complaint, then thou scarest me with dreams and you terrify me with visions. Who's WHO IS JOB LETTING IT HAVE IT? HE'S LETTING THE LORD HAVE IT. SO THAT MY SOUL CHOOSETH STRANGLING AND DEATH RATHER THAN LIFE, HE SAID, IT WOULD BE BETTER FOR ME TO BE DEAD and BECOME, HE LITERALLY BECOMES SUICIDAL. IS IT POSSIBLE FOR US AS BELIEVERS TO GET OUR FOCUS OFF OF THE LORD TO SUCH AN EXTENT THAT WE COULD EVEN COMMIT SUICIDE? YES OR NO? YES. Job was there. I will not live always. Let me alone, God. God, leave me alone, for my days are vanity. Chapter 9, he continues, if I say I will forget my complaint, I will leave off my heaviness and comfort myself, I'm afraid of all my sorrows. Doesn't do any good. Chapter 10, my soul is weary of life. I will leave my complaint upon myself. I will speak in the bitterness of my soul. Chapter 23, even today is my complaint bitter. This has gone on for several chapters. My stroke is heavier than my groaning. Oh, that I I knew where I might find him. Lord, where are you? HAVE YOU EVER FELT THAT WAY WHEN YOU'VE BEEN IN A DEEP TRIAL? GOD, WHERE ARE YOU? ARE YOU LIKE NOT HERE? DO YOU NOT CARE? HAVE YOU FORSAKEN ME? OH, THAT I KNEW WHERE I MIGHT FIND HIM, THAT I MIGHT COME EVEN TO HIS SEAT, AND I WOULD ORDER MY CAUSE BEFORE HIM AND FILL MY MOUTH WITH ARGUMENTS. WELL, IF I JUST KNEW WHERE GOD was. I'd go there and I'd stand before his throne and I would argue my case before him. Question, did Job deserve all that he was going through? How many have ever listened to Dave Ramsey on the radio? How you doing, Dave? Better than I deserve. Is always his response back. Job, I don't deserve this. He was an innocent man. There the righteous might dispute with God. So should I be delivered forever from my judge. Behold, I go forward, but he is not there. I go backwards and I cannot perceive him. On the left hand, where doth he work? I cannot behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand. I cannot see him. Sometimes our trial gets so deep that we can't see the Lord. Where is the Lord in all of this? But this is what I love. Are you all still with me? This is what I love. Job corrects his thoughts. He renews his hope. He embraces the truth of Scripture, and he stops complaining. This is at the end of chapter 23. Listen. I want you all to listen. Job said, But he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as what? wonder how many songs have been written about that statement there. Sometimes as we go through these trials, we have to do what Peter said, we have to gird up the loins of our mind, just like Job did. He was thinking right. Chapter 1 and 2, maybe because of some of the bad advice given to him by his friends through the constant day in, day out of the trials he was experiencing, his focus gets skewed and finally at the end of chapter 23 he gets refocused. Peter said, Wherein ye greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be. YE ARE IN HEAVINESS THROUGH MANIFOLD TEMPTATIONS OR TRIALS, THAT THE TRIAL OF YOUR FAITH BEING MUCH MORE PRECIOUS THAN GOLD THAT PERISHETH, THOUGH IT BE TRIED WITH FIRE, MIGHT BE FOUND to THE PRAISE AND THE HONOR AND THE GLORY AT THE APPEARING OF JESUS CHRIST, SAYING THE SAME THING JOB WAS SAYING. WHEREFORE, GIRD UP THE LOINS OF YOUR MIND, BE SOBER AND HOPE TO THE END, FOR THE GRACE THAT IS TO BE BROUGHT TO YOU AT THE REVELATION OF JESUS CHRIST. For all of us complainers, stop. Collect your thoughts. And that's what I'm asking you to do today with the truth that you're hearing. Collect your thoughts. Gird up the loins of your mind. Embrace the truth of Scriptures. Do you know that those who murmur and those who complain and those who have a critical spirit do great damage to the church and to the cause of Christ? I'm so thankful that none of that goes on here at Fellowship. Truth of the matter is I don't know why it doesn't other than God has protected us from it. But there's church after church after church after church that has been destroyed because of a murmuring, complaining, and critical spirit. Do you know the reason why the first deacons? were chosen in the early church. Does anyone know why the deacons were chosen? It says, that in those days when the number of the disciples was multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews. This is in the church. And so, Deacons were chosen to correct that problem and to stop that murmuring. I want to tell you something, Fellowship Baptist Church, you ought to be thankful for our deacons. Even though we only have one here today, be thankful for that one. And I give that one a hard time. And we joke back and forth. I want to tell you something, I appreciate Phil Westheimer. I appreciate Jim Hitt, faithful Jim Hitt, who by the way is in surgery right now. I appreciate my son Isaac. These are good men, they're good deacons. Someone said this Some people always grumble because Roses have thorns Why can't we be thankful That thorns have roses In everything give what We We got to stop we got to stop this grumbling and complaining that so grieves the heart of the Lord, does damage to his kingdom. We need to start giving thanks in everything. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is what? Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father. But when they knew God, Romans chapter 1, I think this is, I'm really going to start meditating on this thing right here. But when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful. How many know what all's happening in Romans chapter 1? In Romans chapter 1 you see the destruction of a society as it plummets towards the acceptance of homosexuality. I think there's a connection here between a society that no longer is thankful. We now live in a nation that's no longer thankful. I'm so sick and tired of hearing people complain about America. I'm like, okay, if you don't like it here, and you think it's that bad of a country, and you think our history is so terrible, why don't you just go live somewhere else? Thank you. I appreciate your carnality too. As we have become unthankful, we have watched the eroding of our moral values. I'm telling you, there has to be a connection. I'm going to end with this. How many pages do I got to go yet? One, two, three, four. 5, 6. My last page is a quote from the great theologian, Dr. Seuss. <laughs> when you think things are bad, when you feel sour and blue, when you start to get mad, you should know what to do. Just tell yourself, Ducky, you're really quite lucky. Some people are much more, much more, oh, ever so much more, oh, muchly much more unlucky than you." Profound words. I'm pulling excerpts. When you think you're not pretty, there's always someone uglier. When you want more money, there's a whole lot of people in poverty. When you want a boyfriend, some people don't even have parents. If you're hungry, some child is starving. When you want to go to the mall and hang out, Someone is just looking for something to wear to stay warm. When you're chilly, others are frozen. When you just want to die, most people just want to live. So don't waste your time on things you think you want because there is always something out there, always someone out there, who needs it much more than you could ever possibly know. I have a little project for you. When you find yourself wanting to grumble and complain, take a piece of paper. Write down on there 10 things that you can be grateful for. I did that. You want to hear my 10 things? You're not one of them, so here we go. (laughs) I'm still breathing. I'm saved. There's food in my fridge, I have a home to live in, I have clothes to wear. Many people have it much worse than I do. I have a family that loves me. I have friends who love me. I attend a good church. I know God loves me. And He is in control. Let's close with Psalms 103. Turn there. Follow along as I read. Give thanks unto the Lord. Call upon his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing psalms unto him. Talk ye of all his wondrous works. Glory ye in his holy name. Let the heart of them rejoice that seek the Lord. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face evermore. Remember his marvelous works that he hath done, his wonders and his judgments of his mouth. Listen to this. I, was, I read the wrong Psalm. That was a good one. Actually, it goes right along with this one, too. Psalm 103. I think I did that last time I preached. Remember when I told you if I begin to do things like that, get rid of me? I didn't mean it. Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who, what's the first one? Amen. Who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercy, who satisfieth thy mouth with goodness, good things, so that, they, so that thy youth is renewed like the eagles. David mentioned several benefits. He heals the sick. He protects us from harm. He crowns us with love and kindness and tender mercy. He brings all kinds of good things into our lives. He renews our strength every day, but number one, number one benefit is his forgiveness. Listen, if everything goes down like it did in Job's life, there certainly is one thing you can be grateful for that'll lift you out of that pit of murmuring and complaining. You know what it is? The fact that you're forgiven and on your way to heaven. Amen. Give me a better amen than that. Amen, amen to that. For what shall a prophet of man? If he gained the whole world and he loses his own soul. Let's
0: pray.